Get out of here, Dan. But you're Dan. No, he's Dan. I'm confused. Would, would the real would the real Dan Mason please stand up? Please stand up. <laughs> smelled bad on the outside a show that can you just not shoot each other for five damn days in a row planet could could we do that it frustrates me i'm from canada and we're shooting too many people here too but i'm from canada stop that i'm not gonna say anything i just no comment just no comment on today's events. It's this is fucking ridiculous. It's like stop shooting people. That that's a valid comment. Y'all are crazy <sighs> all the time. Stop it. I'm just waiting for the inevitable. If Donald Trump opens his dumb ass on, or opens his dumb mouth on it. See, see, now you know what it's like. Now you know what it's like. I had to deal with Rob Ford. I'm still dealing with Rob. Ford. He still says stuff. He he has a seat. In between chemo sessions, but that 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 that's what it's like. He, yeah, he but just here's says anything. At this point, nobody takes Rob Ford seriously anymore. Trump is leading in the polls. Ugh. Uh, vote D's nuts, twenty sixteen. Yeah. D's nuts. I would vote for D's nuts, nuts at this point. D's nuts and his his VP candidate, dad ass. <laughs> I thought he was running with Dem Titties, or is Dem Titties uh, Secretary of State now? I, I think they pitched her the Secretary of State position. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> we're we're apparently we're a bunch of liberals who whine about movies. Although I'm a social democrat, <laughs> which is a real thing. All right. So this is Dan. This is Scott. Yeah, we went that long and didn't even introduce ourselves. Well, now that we've alienated, we've alienated enough people who just assume that we don't want people to own guns or shoot other people, whether or not either of those, you know, positions make sense. All right, so we, we cleared out the riffraff. Uh, my pick of the week is going to Dylan's, which is a um, it's a gin mill in. Ni- the Niagara region of Ontario. They also do produce a rye whiskey and a vodka, but I recommend them for their gin because unlike other gins, perhaps of the London or India varieties, uh, their basis is not in grains, but in uh, cold climate white grapes. So um, it's already got some vermouthy notes. So when you buy Dylan's cherry gin... Uh, goddamn, is that not the best actual martini ever? <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink, so no comment. See, see, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I choose not to on very personal reasons. I come from an Irish alcoholic family. Enough said. Actually, I do know my limit, and it scares me, because I was always worried that I would be... I would either be the sad drunk or the angry drunk. no. I'm the annoying drunk. Just just chatty and obnoxious. Hey, 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 hi. How's it going? <laughs> that guy. So what you got, Dan? I'm going to pick Steven Universe. I've sat on the show pretty much since, when was it? Two, yeah, since it came out two years ago. I, I'm learning less now, not judging Cartoon Network shows by their covers, because... They kind of advertise it as this adventure timey stoner stupid crap show. It's well, not. It's well, a hell of a lot deeper. It it is it is Becky Sugar who did make her name on Adventure Time, which is, you know, yeah, there's there's ridiculous lol random, but also dude, anything with Marcy and Simon just kills me in the heart place. I'm I'm you, you start out 
good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm waiting on Steven Universe. I'll I'll make some time for it eventually. Yeah, and you get this little kid. He thinks he's just going on these zany adventures with his three adoptive mothers, who are the surviving team of his mother. And you find out that there's a lot deeper shit going on, like the remnants of a civil war that almost wiped out humanity five thousand years ago, and they're the other gems are coming back and want to continue the job and it's 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 really good just just watch the uh garnet jasper fight and you will see why it's such a good show that's it that's all i gotta say just watch steven universe it it seems pretty rad um so before we get into our main topic i kind of want to unpack something you posted the MHQ fa- Facebook group, uh, sort of may- maybe a bit of a bone to pick of the week. Uh, you asked people to confess uh, their their nerd sins, and basically the entire thread in- turned into, hey, I don't appreciate this massively popular thing. And guys, 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 that's not a sin. That's not a sin. If, if, if the 4chan group think and you don't agree, that's allowed. <laughs> You 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 cannot like Doctor Who. It's not very good most days. <laughs> you know, you 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 can sit down and look at a cult classic and explain with hundreds of words why it's deeply flawed and not worth the effort the cult is putting into it. And still, and I mean, obviously, you have to confess it because you know someone will harass you personally on several places. When you say that, for reasons that have nothing to do with the hundred words that you wrote about why Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines isn't good, guys. It's not good. Stop it. You mean I can't take the talents of sparkle and sunlight instead of spontaneously combust? Burn, Um, asshole. Burn. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. You, you... The argument boiled down to is because you can play as all five major shitty vampire player archetypes, it's great. And I'm like, no, because I'm going to get stuck on a physics object again. But that's fine, because the enemies are all stuck on physics objects, too. (laughs) And the music's shit. And the voice acting's shit, except for two people. And the visuals are shit. <laughs> and it's 2004 and computers run on DOS inputs. <laughs> Although that's more realistic than the vampires running everything. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines isn't good. That's what I got. <laughs> but it And it's okay for me to say that, because then I can explain to you num- in numerous ways. And that that's allowed. Like the the internet doesn't shouldn't feel compelled to gang up on me for saying that, and it's okay for you to disagree with the whole internet and just you know you 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 get your feelings out there, and no one should really be allowed to just make you feel bad for getting your feelings out there. I'm just sick and tired of you know when I mention people, Walking Dead is overdone and predictable and they look like i drown puppies oh god and is that are are you referencing the tv show or the comic because they're doing the same thing in different ways kind of both actually yeah because the comics just got into the cycle of rick and company are wandering around get separated come back together rick and company find place rick and company secure place place is okay for a while then Rick and company piss off somebody, and then everything falls to shit. And now Rick and company are wandering again. With, with a repeat. few less company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know what? At this point, I kind of wish they'd just fulfill the promise they made to the editors at Image and have aliens invade. That <laughs> that, that is how they got the book greenlight. There had to be space aliens in the background that would become irrelevant relevant at some point because image still wanted because image was like well no what what's what what's image about this book and kirkman just sort of lied (laughs) (laughs) 
no, no, there's space aliens coming. And they were like, okay. And then it became the best-selling thing ever. And then they stopped. Forgot space aliens. <laughs> well, they, they let them forget space aliens. And then the editor stopped showing up. And I'm like, God damn it, Image. Everything else you do right now is fucking fantastic. Why don't you have an editor on Walking Dead? Why don't why don't they have an editor on Walking I, Dead? I don't know. The only other image book besides Invincible I'm reading is Saga. Saga's great. Um East of West is really good. I like Manhattan Projects. It's just strength to strength, really. Their whole lineup right now. Are are they doing that one let me double check. They're doing that um we stand the guard, aren't they? Uh stand on guard, I wanna say yes. Which is yeah, also image, because Brian K. Vaughn is Brian K. Vaughn is awesome. <laughs> well, he he's now unpacking his feelings about a international marriage by having <laughs> giant robots invade Canada. <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone has to figure out their relationship issues somehow. Writers just do it in a very special way. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so. Yep. This our main topic for the night is continuing summer of Mecca. It's still summer. It's not the twenty first of September yet. That that's the line. Summer's over when I say it is. Screw you. We had extra content. Gundam Reconquista in G, which is Tamino coming out of retirement after Wings of Reen, I guess, was the last thing he did. Well, he did the Zeta movies. Oh, I get. Oh, right. I guess that was that. That was before this. Tomino's in a weird place, isn't he? <laughs> well, I I get the feeling that he kind of fell off his meds after turn A because he was pretty well balanced. That was a Tomino we loved. And then he kind of got crazy with all these ideas. Like, The Rings of Rian was that a was... hastily compressed retelling of of uh, Dunbine, but with some crazy, like, hippie, anti-American jingoism in there. Like, you know, hey, we want independence for Japan from America. Let's nuke Japan! Like, that's, that, that's not what? how it works. His what? argument got... Tamino crazy. Yeah. I mean, that that's what it's down to. And, uh, yeah, no, Tamino, he... I don't know, for some reason I assumed he was stable somewhere around brain-powered. Maybe that's because turn A, that, and turn A, and Gainer turned out fine. But no, apparently well, that was just him in a in a good period in his life, and now he's back to manic phase. <laughs> Yeah, he, I mean, before the show even came out, and he did all this, this pre-press stuff of it's not for old Gundam fans; it's for new kids, and, and you know, it's like, um, what? Well, okay, theoretically, anything in an alt and in a new calendar is for that eight to twelve range, like that. That's that's a goal for Bandai is generating new fans that they can then sell on uc once they get to about 15 and can tolerate older animation and at the same time this aired at otaku o'clock which is the first time gundam's done that since that um since they shuffled gundam x there to die yeah it his whole like <sighs> I just get the feeling that, like, it's kind of the Lucas effect. That this this was sort of Tomino's prequels, is with Turn A with Brain Powered. He had Yoko Kano to bounce ideas off of. He had all of his other people he was bouncing ideas off of, and they made these great products with it. With G Reco, it seemed like he was surrounded by nothing but yes men. I mean, to make his well, to make his cat to make his production team seem bigger. He wrote himself in as, like, two ghostwriters on stuff for the theme song and something else. I well, uh, he, he he maintained a pseudonym for doing lyrics for theme songs for decades. 
but and and that's a little bit normal for older anime but it's still weird like i I think sunrise gave him a pretty long leash on this one and this this also had a really long development cycle like we first got the nose of it in september of 2011 and even then that had been um kind of in the works a year before that yeah we we heard vague musings of new tamino gundam in the works involving orbital elevators like then there, there was, was whole, there yeah. was like a short story and then it was gonna be a movie and then it was an ova and then it was a show and then i suspect it was a shorter show because it it Every episode feels like I missed something, even though I watched it all and didn't miss anything. Like, it, it, I don't want to say this, this, this series is bad, but it, it, it's poorly executed and it reminds me of F91, where shit happens and I kind of suspect it was supposed to matter, but I'm just kind of being told it. Well, he hints at this bigger plot involving the origins of the SU cord religion and the origins of the, the, the G self and this Rose of Hermes thing. But it takes them 10 episodes to get out of South America. Like this, and then with- this show is a long time to find its feet. And then it's, it's chasing an outline that it never catches up to. And then it's done. Yeah, I mean, like, they make a big deal of getting to the moon, and then they're there for two episodes, and then it's like, oh, oh shit, guys, we're going to Venus, and bye. And, and oh, by the way, we're going to introduce two more factions to this conflict along the way. And it's, she's not just throwing crap on the wall. Like, I, I sincerely, I'm sincerely convinced that if I sat down with him and asked him what the deal with the GIT core or um, any of the other groups, he'd, he'd tell me like he, he probably has a semi-functional series Bible. That's well detailed and it just, it doesn't hold it. He couldn't put it all on the screen. I think his grand vision just couldn't fit into a 25 episode. I think it, or 26, I think it probably would have been better for him to go, for something closer to maybe a 30 or a 36. Like like but another it, core w- might have done it. Yeah. But at the same time, it, with the time he was given in the first place, he kind of wastes it for the first 12 episodes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, there, there's... You have to, at some point, get the memo that your run time is getting cut short because we're pushing through another season of Build Fighters. Because I suspect that was it. Like, I suspect this might have been a 52-episode show somewhere around 2013. And then Build Fighters did so much gangbusters, they had to pull his budget and cut his runtime. And he didn't seem to adjust that well. Like, there's a lot of time just sort of faffing about in South America. And I'm not sure I got a good feel for the world or the characters because it's still too long before everyone's in place and the arcs are still incomplete and you know this whole this whole like racial tension with the kuntala is something that only gets told to us like i'm not sure i believe mask when he says everything just because that doesn't make a lot of sense the way he says it. Yeah, it and then it doesn't really help his argument when any his pure Kantala squad and ship and crew repeatedly shows themselves as woefully incompetent. Yeah, and th- well, I mean that undercuts him, but there's the fact that, oh, I we are oppressed and discriminated against, except dude. You're, you're you're like a ranking officer. And you're getting all the newest toys. They, they're handing you the biggest toys even after you fail for the fifth time in a row. 
Like, like I get to the end, and it's this big showdown, and it's beautiful to look at. Like, the, the fight over the Guiana Highlands and Angel Falls is amazing. But I'm like, wait, no, really? Everyone still takes you seriously? Well, like, what struck me as odd was, like, it almost felt like Mask had, like, no character other than B, this whole thing about the Kuntalas, which, in, like, the first three episodes it's never really brought up when he's at school with his buddies. Yeah, like, if if he had been the reject kid, I'd have... Bl- like, I'd, I'd like, nothing bad happens to him because of his he's ethnicity. Of like, he's the nothing, top of their class. Yeah, there, there's no remark that, oh man, not only is he good for a Kuntala, but he's just good. Yeah, yeah and then... Uh, like, the... The characterizations just go. The, it almost feels like Tamino had a sketch of an idea for that character, but then had to just force them into the role to fit the plot. Because like Manny, she sneaks aboard the crap. What is the name of that ship? The red one. Uh, the uh, god damn it! I'm, I can't even. The main. The megafauna. Yeah, the, the heroes. The megafauna. She's helps them repair their mechs. She's she's reconnecting with her friends and everything. And then when they get back to Earth, she sneaks off with the mobile armor, and suddenly she's all okay about killing them. Yeah, I mean that that's that special flavor of Tamino crazy, right? Yeah, that's that's pulling a donut and then going back down the character path you were on faster than you were going in the first place. Like it it. It's a little Rosamia-ish, except Rosamia had the benefit of being, you know, established as just brainwashed and nuts, and it was sort of, she was a little bit tragic, whereas Manny, it's just like, okay. We're gonna kill you now. We're, we're, you were cool with everyone, but now that you're hanging out with Mask again, there's no conflict for you. And that's it, is no one has an arc in this. Things happen to them, but they don't react to them in ways that follow any sort of emotional pattern I can recognize. Like, Belry is our protagonist, and he's an upbeat guy, and he gets kind of dragged through the ringer, except he's upbeat the whole time. Yeah. Like About the only, like he's 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 a character who by the end I feel like should be a little wrecked and should have to spend some time on his own to figure things out. And he's just like bouncing around. It's like I'm gonna hitchhike around the planet in my weird little walking motorbike thing. And I don't want to kill you, but when I do, it's gonna be in the most vicious way possible. Yeah. Like, like, the only person I think who even had any real development was Ada. Yeah, Ada, and even then, it's sort of, like, Pushed weird. to the side, because we have to go with other zany crap going on in the episode. Yeah, and she's really weird. Like, everyone around her is telling her, it's like, you know, you're kind of a crummy mech pilot. Could you stop? <laughs> And like that, there there'd have been there would have been something interesting there if she had stopped and sort of embraced a different role in life. But no, or if she'd gotten good at mech piloting. But no. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, she keeps making the same mistakes over again. the The only grounds that she even improves on is like. She has this crazy hatred for Belry because he kills uh what's his name? Not Gulen, uh Cahill. Yeah, Captain Cahill. Yeah, she she's all crazy about him killing her or him getting killed by Belry. And then like as it goes on, she understands what happened, but like there at no point like she, she's the only person who can pilot this mech. She seems like it, it just it's so it's so incomplete with a lot of these characters like he had the sh- outline of a good idea 
and only got to like step two on each one. Yeah, and then we just get the ending, and again, it it it's like I like age infuriated me, and this show just leaves me frustrated. Like every week watching it, it's just hey guys, guys, I see where you're going. Go there better. Yeah, it's. Yeah, like you said, age age made me mad. Like I wanted to punch somebody over age. G Reco is just kind of like, huh? R- really? What? How does this make sense? Like, what? Why would you do it? Like, what's the basis for this? Why? Tell me why. At least with G- with age, you understood why they were doing it, and you you could you understood they were making the stupidest, dumbass decisions. But. Uh, it's just, I think Tomino's biggest problem with this was he didn't have somebody else to sit him down and be kind of his story editor and ask, okay, why are they doing this? Like, there's this taboo on technology that is a big deal, but is never enforced? Yeah, like, no, there's there's never any consequence to it. And I get that you have established that there's a space pope whose space papacy is built around limiting the tech that made things like they 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 have made technology the scapegoat for the terrible end to the universal century and that maintaining the scapegoat is the space pope's job except no one ever actually you know seems to suffer for breaking any of the taboos yeah like you go from largely i'd say modern technological level with a lot of these you know that's the thing you never see any other countries other than a couple quick clips of america yeah, and and that's it. Is you have you have the capital, which is built on the ruins of Jabro, and they have this completely awkward mishmash, mishmash of like, like stone, like shaped stone grout buildings. Like it is, it is purely medieval hand construction, but they have the walking the the little walkers that they used to get around not cars little walkers and i'm like those 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 are hard if you had cars i would understand if you had like the kink spring bicycles from wind up girl i would understand but you just have these little walking devices that you never explain why that's the primary mode of transportation and yet the, you get the clips of Ameria. Theoretically, Europe and Africa are one nation doing things. But you never see them. You never see, like, you see a clip of what's left of New York City when the Americans are launching their ships, and that's it? And you see, you see life in space in the handful of the the handful of surviving space colonies and the lunar colonies and Venus, which is no not inhabitable, inhabitable not ever. You don't do a good job of justifying that to me. <laughs> well, they didn't even go to Venus proper. They just went to some weird spheres chunk of cluster of colonies that just make no sense on how the hell they orbit each other. Yeah, I'm. I'm not getting what. I'm not getting what you're shooting for. Yeah, it. It's so backwards things. Cause it's like we have advanced enough technology that we have a space elevator and little colony rings every couple of hundred of miles on this thing, and in each of those rings, it's just as medieval as it is on the surface. Like you have carts being pulled by oxen and shit in there. It's like you. In space, there's much more effective ways of doing that. Like, like, it, you, you, really? Really? Yeah. Ox. Okay. You, you have ox carts on the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
we're just introduced to all these different things. We're never let to, it's never sticks around anywhere. At least when it gets interesting in the space stuff, it never sticks around to smell the flowers. Like, like I never got a really good feel for anything. And I'm, I'm just going to ask you straight up, Dan, who's your favorite character? Uh, uh, I don't have one. Yeah. I, like, like no one gets enough time or enough development to really latch on to. Like, I, I like watching what Klimnik does because he's an arrogant jerkbag who sometimes gets it and that feels like a person to me. But he certainly doesn't grow. And it's not even like he regresses at the end. He just does stuff. And I'm like, no, wait, really? That That's, that's how you go about things. Oh, right. Let, let's ram a spaceship into your dad with glee. Uh, you're enjoying that too much, Clint Nick. Are you sure Millions you're a genius? <laughs> Millions of dollars in devastation. Just despite one man. Like, you, you're on a ship full of guns. You, you could have you picked one battery to hit this stage, but no. Let, let's drag drag our keel through the ground to hit one guy and mind you this is a spaceship like it is a spaceship it, it's a little bit delicate <laughs> you have to go to space with it later you might not want to scratch that too much <laughs> yeah i just i think with tomino he had a good idea he just poorly ex like at the same time I was watching G Reco, I got my hands on a complete collection of brain powered. Yeah. And I was watching that at the same time. And I was seeing a lot of the same problems, but at the same time, they were also being handled much better. Like I cared about you. I cared about Hime. I cared about uh I cared about uh you's sister uh Quincy. You know, I, I wanted to see what was gonna happen to those characters. But with G Reco, it's just like um, okay. So so that sure. that is a thing that happened. Yeah, and I, I see a lot of the same problems. He kind of failed to grasp the concept of, oh, I only have 26 episodes to tell my story, so the endings on both are a bit rushed, but with with Chibreko, it just seemed like... I don't... It, it's not good, but it's not, like, terrible, and, like... Like, I, I never want to call this show bad. Like, it's... It's not a thing I want to rewatch. It's not a thing I'd recommend other people watch, but at the same time, I can't just write it off. Yeah, the, the mech designs are beautiful. I like the music. Uh, I like the character designs. I It it looks... It, it's nice to look at. But I watched all of it, and is it worth seven hours of my life? I don't know. I, if it ever comes out in the West, I'll buy it but it'll probably sit on my shelf packed. Yeah, like it like there there's there's some things where I just buy the DVDs for the sake of completion and you know, like I I don't necessarily plan on rewatching Stardust Memory anytime soon, but I own it on DVD. <laughs> I might buy it again if they give me a good Blu-ray for North America, but you know, the the other thing is that this show sort of let everyone else realize that Tamino cannot write dialogue. <laughs> the Earth is not square! <laughs> well, no, not even that, is that, you know, you watch his shows, and once per episode you will have a character shout to themselves what is going <laughs> on, purely for the audience's benefit. Like there, there is always one clunk. There is a mandatory minimum of one clunky exposition per episode, no matter what Tamino show you're watching. And I think this one highlights that fact, just by virtue of having to do more of it to make up for lost time. <laughs> yeah, it's he's got these weird quirks. Like I think the biggest the one that was weird was. Specifically in episode six, when Bellary's fighting his, his teacher, Dallinson. Yeah. And 
there's you know like the 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 introduction of the show is a cobbled together mash of clips like there's no original footage in there at all and one of those clips it shows Bellary charging forward with his shield and that's the scene where he smashes his shield into Delinson's elf ball mid transformation well in the actual television show they cut that segment out like literally like 15 seconds of footage is pulled because it's already shown in the intro. Yeah. Like, weird artistic decisions like that. It's just like, I mean, it seems like everybody who hears any criticism of this show goes to its immediate defense. I am not saying this show is shit. Well, I'm not saying it's. You have this knee jerk, you, you have a knee jerk defense core that will not admit it's flawed. And you also have these guys that have been looking for reasons to hate it from before it started. And they're both idiots. Yeah. Like, the slightest little criticism of, well, this didn't make much sense. Well, that's because you're too ignorant to get Camino's grand idea. You're, you're not smart enough to see his artistic vision. Okay? Explain it to me. Uh... And on the other side, you have guys who are communicating entirely in, you know, image memes. Yeah, image <laughs> memes about what the fuck is going on here. And I'm like, could you get at least try? Like, I'm trying to figure this show out, and things aren't holding together, and neither side is helping me. It. Yeah, at the end, I just can't really say it's too bad. It's it's an interesting watch. I mean, watch it once and make your own decisions is about all I can say. Like if, like if this show were Gundam Info had let America watch the whole thing on YouTube, I'd say it's there. You can make up your own mind, but it's not Do there because Gundam Info is crazy. I was wondering when you were going to get get let us hop onto this. So yeah. Gundam Info. What the fuck? What what the fuck, guys? I get that so, you don't let it out because maybe you have a licensing deal in the works. And I mean, apparently Europe got to watch this through the Madman streams. Europe and Australia both got it. Yeah, like the the basically the PAL region got it. And I'm like, okay, fine. So Madman locked it down for simulcasting, and then they were like, had some hangups selling it to Crunchyroll or Daisuke or deciding it to do it themselves. Fine. So we get 13 weeks in, and they're like, okay, we everything has fallen through. We're going to post it onto our YouTube. You can watch it now. And then you can't. And... And this is it, is that you, you can go to the Gundam Info comment page and just sort of say, hey, and everyone is kind of going, no, what the hell happened? And they can't even explain it. They don't even want to interact with the North American fan base to say, hey, something happened. We can't post it for you anymore. Or, hey, there's something coming up that will let us show it to you somewhere else. It's just complete communication silence. Yeah, it's like before with Dicegate, when they put up Double Zeta and Double O and, and a couple of the other shows. And the Seed and they, HDs, they, and there was something else in there, probably. But I remember they publicly got bitchy because, like, you guys aren't watching Double Zeta, so we're just going to pull all our Gundam stuff. It's like, well, yeah. Because you're pushing a show that is a sequel to a show that did not get widely distributed. Like, you you put up Double Zeta. That's a sequel. And you're releasing it one episode a week. Double Zeta came out 25 years ago, give or take. You could have just dumped it out there, the whole thing, and... People would have binged it just for the sake of binging it, but this whole you you watch it one week at a time because we say so is stupid, and then 
within a month of the last episode going up, you pulled the whole damn thing. Like, you don't understand how viewing habits work over here. Or not how to streaming men- works at all. Yeah, not to mention at the time they had no mobile app. Oh, they like, still don't. But I was able to watch Origin 1 on my tablet. Yeah, like... But that's it. Is it's just like, what? Why? Why? Why do you do this? Why do you, you? You really don't get what you're doing over here, and you're guessing. And anytime you guess wrong, it's our fault. Yeah, you 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 try you try half assed, and then you get bitchy because it fails. Like they don't even. It's not like the. It's like they don't even look at another model like what's going on with Crunchyroll, what's going on with Funimation's streaming service. Like the guys who are doing it well, like these are companies that exist solely on their streaming ability. And you think you can do it better. You think your way will work. And you can't even tell me why you pulled the US streams for this series. You can't even say, like, I made a point of going on to their YouTube thing and thanking them for running Build Fighters and Build Fighters Try. And it's like, you, you don't even look at that. Can't You can't be bothered to see what's happening on your own damn YouTube channel. I, I think it's still this mentality of the United States is not even a secondary, but like a tertiary market to them. Because they, I signed up for the Gundam Info email newsletter. When news announcements come out, guess what? The email's in English, but when I go to read the articles, all in Japanese. Yeah. Like, you, you can't even bother to, like, Google Translate or... I mean, you guys have some English speakers there who are capable of running or writing in decent enough English. I mean, they... They, you did the, the, the live stream with a, a live dub crew. Yeah. But you're doing all these other mistakes. Like, I wonder if there's just somebody in the management who just doesn't care. Uh, I think, like, not caring would be one thing, but there's this active ignorance that seems to pop up. And I'm like, no, what what you doing here? What, what what's going on? Can you can you not tell me why? Can you just not take a minute to look at what's going on here and see something? Like they they've got blinders on and yeah, I I, I, I can't figure it out. Yeah, like I guess they since the early 2000s they failed to realize that Gundam's biggest enemy here in the States isn't the fans. It's how you're running things. Well, yeah. I mean, the fans are a fractious bunch, which makes it frustrating for them because in Japan, they're they're pretty unified. It's just you break it down by age group. And here... It's, you know what, any Gundam AU is going to be someone's first, and it's going to be someone's favorite, and damned if they aren't going to tear the throat out of someone who says that something else is better. But you kind of just have to say, okay, all of you have equal value, let's just do it. (laughs) Yeah, take the time to realize the market you have here. I mean, I know Gundam is a niche of a niche, and oh, anytime yeah. somebody sees our models, they're going to call them Transformers. Hey, that's <laughs> not totally true. Friend of a friend was dealing with a furniture delivery. And that this is one of those stories that I love where it's like he, he's, he's a figure collector. And he, he's just getting a bookshelf delivered from, you know, whoever. And the guys are maneuvering the box into position. It's like, oh... And one of them on the back is telling the guy at the front, it's like, oh, just just watch for the Gundam there. And I'm like, all right, this guy knows what's what. <laughs> it's not completely... It, it, it's it's not a complete unknown. Well, I'm just saying that they, they 
they need to do a little research on like the market here the, the fact there is one like the biggest thing that you have to avoid is 2002 all over again where you have huge success with wing and endless waltz and all of its tie-in media and then you follow it right up with msg see as much as 2002 is a mess i keep going back to gundam seed on toonami disco guns well and okay i'm in canada so gundam seed aired in on the friday night anime block basically uncut so i didn't necessarily see the same set of problems but at the same time canada is a tiny goddamn anime market (laughs) the fact that we managed to fall backwards into it had more to do with the fact that that was the year that uh, Shaw Media could claim that they were running Canadian content in prime time because it was dubbed in Vancouver. (laughs) And that satisfied a CRTC requirement that (laughs) let them claim more funding and tax subsidies as a cable network. Like that that that's the backwardsness of it all. It's like if if they'd run it two hours earlier, they probably ru- would have run the tsunami edit edit. But hey, two hours later, we don't have to censor it, and we get a tax break. <laughs> Brilliant! And it's just like it is. It is so stupid and backwards that it went that way. But at the same time. You know what? Why not just let it run two hours later on Cartoon Network too? <laughs> well, I think that also was. Um, I think that was right after the Time Warner merger. Probably, I, I feel so like that was, was all, the period. Yeah, because so because there was also a lot of restructuring going on. That's when you could see that a lot of tsunami stuff was going on the chopping block. Yeah. And I mean, I totally get that anime has an uphill battle in the kids' market because you would have to... You you basically only get ad commercial revenue. And commercial revenue is nothing compared to being a co-producer on a successful toy line that, by the way, is an animated series. (laughs) And that's why, you know, a few high-profile failures have happened, both at Nickelodeon and Toonami, or at Cartoon Network. But at the same time, if you were just a broadcaster looking for content, there's a, there's a lot out there. You you can make this go. And that's it. It's It's not like Sunrise has a big presence in the streaming market here. Why not just let it roll on YouTube? I mean, I I ran proxies so that my server showed as Hong Kong to watch this on YouTube. But it also means that they didn't technically collect ad revenue from the YouTube ad that ran before every episode of this because it's an encrypted it's an encrypted signal. It's an encrypted IP. Like I didn't help them. Because they didn't help me. <laughs> and you know what? Then they rubbed salt in it because there's still no high grade for the Hecaday. And that's a beautiful goddamn machine. And I want it. I want that. I want that kit. It, it's, it's a Dom, but with a Gatling gun, but with a chainsaw <laughs> axe bayonet. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even though Age was like a terrible show, all the American fans were screaming at them, why aren't we getting this? Like, literally, just just let Crunchyroll do their thing for and whatever they... the contract they offered you was. Because, hey, some money? It's more than no money. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if then... you know that. <laughs> and then we they kind of lightened up with Build Fighters and the CDHD. But then Reco, it's like it wasn't even on their YouTube channel to be available. Like I don't know if that was maybe well, some kind of weird contract thing with the companies in Japan. See, I think they had a deal. They they were getting close to a deal with someone. And a lot of the times these simulcast deals will happen the afternoon before the first episode airs. Like that's when the ink settles. 
But the fact that, you know, whatever happened, happened, and they couldn't even try to recover, and it's just like, okay. And who knows, maybe maybe Nozomi has the rights to the entire franchise, and eventually I'll be able to buy this on Blu-ray. Probably pretty soon, at the rate they're pushing these out. It, it seems to be a box set every quarter. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, we just got the announcement for the original MSG in the movies on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, no. By the way, PSA, if you don't have those, the pre-order price is really good. Uh, jump on that. <laughs> and they did, they did just also announce the Turning movies. Oh, th- those uh, you can just buy. Yeah. Uh, those are going to be DVD, but whatever, you know completionist me wants them because the reanimated black history scene is really freaking good it might be worth the whole price of admission and the pre-order price is pretty solid and i suspect that it's gonna go on clearance a year from now because the right stuff sales can get you know to steam levels some days (laughs) hey check it out i got volume three of golf horse well where's one and two uh Three was on sale. Three was two dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna watch these episodes of Golf Horse now. <laughs> and no, that that happens all the time. <laughs> they they just never let stock slip. But yeah, on, but yeah honestly, final... uh, Reco, I look at it, and the thing it makes me want to do is give Overman King Gainer another chance because it's basically the same crew, but. Maybe with something that makes sense on their hands. I heard a lot of good things about Gainer. I missed a lot of opportunities to pick it up with the original Bandai release. Well, apparently and, Sentai uh, has the rights, so that could be coming soon. Yeah, but uh, the problem is I'm woefully impatient. That's why I picked up the brain-powered set, <laughs> even though Sentai had already said they were going to do it, so... Sentai? Mm-hmm. Sentai has a big pile of IP that they need to start churning out a little faster. <laughs> yeah, because I really want King Gainer, because I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. And I, I'm deliberately holding off not pirating it. Yeah. I, I could just push the button right now, but I'm like, you know what? If you give me an option that makes sense, I'll do it. But yeah, final thoughts for you. Um... It was a really interesting idea. It kind of, it's going to sound like crap, but it kind of lacked direction. I mean, Tomino needed to stay on target and he just kind of got confusing. Yeah. Like I don't I don't hate the show. I was just more confused by it at every point. Yeah, again, it it's like F91. Things in it happen and they're supposed to matter, but the setup isn't there. Yeah. So that so that's so that's Summer of Gundam. We still got one mech show to talk about. And then we're playing catch up with the summer movie season, so we'll see ya. Bye. Bye. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike International 3.0 license. Visit sbopodcast.com for more shows, contact information, and show notes. Thank you.